Hey everybody, this is Liliana Milleva and I'm excited to bring you Menopause Made Easy, a podcast designed to provide you tips and strategy to navigate the changes in woman's body, mind and spirit with more grace and ease. I appreciate you tuning in. Remember to like, subscribe and turn on your notifications so you are updated of each episode release. All right, let's dive in. Today I have a really very special guest with me, Joyce. She's a holistic practitioner. She's a speaker also. She has own podcasts and she guides individuals through holistic healing from 2016. Her study of holistic health started many years ago when her husband actually gets sick. So Joyce, let us know how what's happened to your husband. Back in late 2008, he had gotten sick. And he went to the doctor, and the doctor said that he had recurred mono. He's a truck driver. The doctor told him he could not drive for a month until he got better. He wasn't getting better. As a matter of fact, he was getting worse. He did some research, and he went back to the doctor and said that he had these other symptoms that did not match the diagnosis. The doctor told him that they would go away when the mono went away. Still not getting better. He started sleeping 16 hours a day goes back to the doctor again. He says, you have chronic fatigue syndrome. So we're six months in and he's not getting any better. The doctor says, you might as well file for disability because you're never going to work again. Well, it happened that one day he was watching TV and a talk show came on and the host was talking about how he suffered from mercury poisoning. And my husband, when he started talking about his symptoms, my husband went, that's me. So we started doing research to figure out where the mercury was coming from. As a truck driver, he was eating tuna at least twice a week, tuna contains, I wouldn't say high doses, but dangerous enough doses of mercury. But for whatever reason, he wasn't satisfied with that answer. So he started looking further and his research led to the amalgam fillings of the teeth, which are the silver ones. They're 50% mercury. And at that time, he had 10 of them in his mouth. So he went to the doctor again, told the doctor he thought he had mercury poisoning. The doctor literally laughed at him. He ran into a friend of his who owned a health store, and she told him to come in, and she put him on her protocol with a foot bath ionizer to detox. It pulls the heavy metals out. Also, broken cell Corella, vitamin C, and vitamin D. So he started getting better. He got well enough to where he could get a dust job. So he did that, and then she guided him towards a dentist who could remove the filling safely. So he went and had that done, and then he started getting even better. And once they were all out, then he was really getting better. But during his research, he found out that the American Dental Association had a gag order on the dentist where they were not not allowed to tell their patients that the silver fillings were toxic or they could lose their license. So at that point, when we found that out, we went, okay, well, what else are they not telling us? What else don't we know? And that was when Pandora's box flew open and we just found out how toxic our world really was. And we had decided that if we wanted to maintain our health, that we were going to have to take our health into our own hands. And back in 2012 was when we started changing over all our products. All our food is organic. All our cleaning products are plant-based. I started formulating my own skincare products, and that's how everything got started. And then because I've been doing the research since 2010, I've gained so much knowledge, and I just I want to share my knowledge with other people so that they can be healthy naturally. 
that they can prevent from getting sick. There are ways that we can prevent things from happening. And I seek to teach people how to do that. And when uh, and why did you start learning about herbs? I started learning about herbs back in 2011. And that was mainly, it was part of the holistic lifestyle that we were leading and, you know, using herbs to do things to prevent and to deal with things if need be. But when I was learning about them, I learned how to create a salve. So I had found out that the beauty care industry is very loosely regulated, that they use approximately 18,000 different chemicals, approximately 15,000 are toxic. Anything we put onto our skin absorbs into our bloodstream. I found out too, they don't need to put everything on the label because it's part of their formula. So they don't have to let us know everything that they're using. But a lot of things that they're using, they cause cancer, they disrupt the hormones, they disrupt the nervous system, the immune system. These are all things that help us to stay healthy. So I started creating my own products so that I knew what was in them because even those that are natural or organic might not be 100% organic because they don't have to be. They only have to be like 95 to 98% organic ingredients to qualify for being organic. And I wasn't happy with that. So I started creating my own. And then in 2016, I took a course because I wanted to sell the products to the public. So I took a course to make sure that my products were safe for other people to use. So I did that and I got certified in 2017 after taking two tests. The first one was just to check my knowledge on different things. And then the second part of the test, I had to formulate a whole skincare regimen for three traditional clients, which was really fun and interesting. So you have your own line of skin product? Yes. So do you have any formal training in formulating the products that you sell? Well, like I said, in 2016, I took a course to learn more. Yeah. Because from the stuff that I was reading on the internet and stuff, they were saying that vitamin E is a natural preservative. It's not. It's antioxidant. So it's used in oils to preserve the oils. If you have anything, and yet the listening audience is going to want to hear this too, especially if you like shop at Whole Foods or farmer's markets, anything that has any kind of water content in it, whether it be a hydrosol, a tea, a juice, aloe vera, anything that's water-based has to have a preservative. If it does not have a preservative, it is going to grow a mold of bacteria. So what I use, it's called lucidal liquid. And it's actually a compound from kimchi. So lucidal liquid, the preservative that I used is that compound from kimchi. So the course taught me how to formulate safely. Hey, what That's kind it. of ingredient you use or a part of the kimchi? I don't know. I have no idea. I buy it from a company. Okay. So you create it yourself, but you also buy ingredient from the company. Where I get the lucidal liquid from, the preservative I use, that's the only ingredient I buy from that particular company because I don't agree with the other products that they sell. And what else you put inside? What is the other ingredient? Most of it is herbs and butters, oils. It just depends upon the product. And herbs, do you pick up yourself or how you find the herbs? No, I've got three suppliers that I go through. 
my main one is Mountain Rose Herbs. And I make sure that the ingredients are certified in the companies that I deal with. I'm very particular. I look at their backstories. I look at what they're doing. If they're ethical about who they do business with, you know, so they're not depleting the plants if they are wild harvested to make sure that pesticides are being used on them. So the three companies that I deal with are very ethical. I trust them very much. And you decide what combination to use to depend on each individual case. Oh, yeah. For each product, depends upon what I want their product to do. I'll research those herbs to find out which are the best herbs for whatever it is that I'm formulating. So how many products do you have right now in your wine? Well, for the skincare, I've got my Seab, which is my number one seller. I'm actually having a uh, summer special on that. Unfortunately, I don't ship overseas because it just it's too expensive for me to ship. But my salve is my number one seller, and that's beeswax. And then it has comfrey. Comfrey regenerates skin cells very fast. For that reason, this in particular product cannot be used on an open wound because if that wound is infected, comfrey will seal up the infection inside. It has plantain. Plantain is an astringent. It's also mild pain reliever. And then marshmallow root, which is commonly used for bed sores. So the salve is used for various skin issues, anywhere from skin tags to dry moles, foot fungus, for rashes, mosquito bites, bee stings. I use it on my lips. My daughter will use it on her face before she puts her foundation on. How did you deal with the perimenopause and menopause, actually? Well, before I started going through the menopause, I was looking at different things that I could take so that my body would ease into it and would just be like a slap in the face, you know? Yeah. So before I started, I was taking black cohosh and dung quay. The issue with dung quay is my menstrual cycle was never consistent. So I never knew when it was going to come. With dung quay, you need to stop taking it a week before you menstruate. Mm. Because I didn't know when I was going to, I had some side effects from it like just mood swings. I was just, would have these horrible mood swings. And I just quit taking it all together because again, I was irregular. And then when I actually started going through menopause, which was two years later, I was taking just certain things like the black cohosh, taking certain things just by themselves. And they really wasn't helping any. It wasn't doing any good. So I started researching the best herbs for the various issues that women deal with when we go through menopause. Now, I don't know if it was just me and I just lucked out or if it was because of a tincture that I came up with, but the tincture started working on the hot flashes, which is a really annoying part of menopause within the first week. Within the first week, the hot flashes were not as bad. And then it took probably a couple of months before they were totally gone. So I was taking the tincture for a year and then all my menopause symptoms all disappeared and I haven't taken it since. But I had formulated it too because I am into the holistic health. I listened to a lot of webinars and a lot of speakers, professionals, and I was listening to one about menopause and they were saying that during menopause, you don't want to take any herbs or even any pharmaceuticals that mimic a hormone because if you do, your body says, 
oh, well, she doesn't need that. And she's got enough and the body won't do what it's supposed to naturally do. So for that reason, I was looking at the herbs that would support my body so that my body would do what it was supposed to do. And what kind of combination you chose? What uh, is inside the, the tincture that you formulated? The ingredients I have, I list them in order as far as how much is in them. So the main ingredient is red raspberry leaf, then apple cider vinegar, dunkway, black cohosh, chaseberry, elderflowers, oat straw, and licorice root. So for the hot flashes, the red raspberry leaf, the dunkway, the black cohosh, the elderflowers, and the licorice root help with that to help regulate the hormones red raspberry leaf, dunkway, chaseberry, and licorice shrimp. And I one that a lot of women don't talk about, which is very important, is the vaginal dryness. And that's the dunkway and oat straw. And for energy, red raspberry leaf and oat straw. For the menstrual cycle, it's red raspberry leaf. And what that just does is it helps to, so if you're bleeding heavy, it helps it to, to calm down. The mood swings, anxiety, and stress are red raspberry leaf, dunk weight, licorice root, and oat straw. The licorice root brings all the herbs together so that all the medicinal properties are enhanced and they're all working together. However, licorice root, you have to be careful with taking it. It's, it's the last ingredient that I have on there, and I don't use that much of it because people with high blood pressure, kidney issues, liver diseases, or diabetes have to watch how much licorice root they take. So with the vaginal dryness, the issue with that is that the moisture in that area is there to help wash dead cells and keep down on the bacteria. And when it's dry, it can't do that. We can land up with infections. One of the things I use is called Carlson's KE suppositories. And that's one of the things that I use. And all it is is coconut, palm oil, vitamin E. So so that helps. And even if you like go through menopause, you find that you dry it out there and you have irritation and the directions, it says you can use up to four times a day to aid with irritation. And the tincture is uh, like a drops, right? Yes. If how you take it, how many drops you need per day or? That's a really good question. The droppers that I have do not fill, the dropper doesn't fill all the way up. So I just fill it like as much as it goes. And I just put it underneath my tongue because putting it under your tongue helps it to get into your bloodstream faster. And how long can it take uh, for one tincture? So it's for one month or for two months? How long can it last or depend? That's a good question. And I'm, personally, I would only recommend taking it once a day. I had a negative experience and I don't know if it was because of that or what, but I also tried to use the herbs to make a tea and I also drank mm -hmm. it. It just didn't feel good. You know, so just using the dropper I found to be the best way to utilize the herbs. But if you don't do that, at least get organic red raspberry leaf because that covers like all the bases. What does it mean for you to heal with herbs or to live with herbs to help yourself? Well, it's just, it's so much better because you're not only getting one benefit, you're getting vitamins, you get different nutrients, like red raspberry leaves, there's antioxidants, you know, it also helps to strengthen the uterus. So it is not only good for women going through menopause, it's also good for pregnant women. The different herbs, you're just not getting one thing. You know, you're also getting the vitamins and minerals from them, but you have to make sure it's organic. Yes, yeah, the more important to be organic, right? Because there's many yeah. so-called natural things in the store, but it's not necessary to be organic. Yeah, it has to be organic. 
If it's not organic, it's no good. So uh, you have online store, right? You have a website. What is the best way people to reach out to you? They can go to heavenlybodieswellness.com and there they can view all my products and they'll see too that I do have the uh, soothing staff and then my soothing cleanse, which is kombucha infused with plantain and tea tree essential oil. And that's used as antiseptic. So that can be used on open wounds for the safe cannot. But I have a combo going throughout the summer and that's $2 out. I do could choose between the half ounce or the two ounce. And I also want to invite you to go to my sister website, MajesticChira.com. And there you can download a free checklist for a journey to a better quality of life holistically. It's essential oils also too, right? I do have a small line of essential oils. So I think a combination with essential oils is really helpful. I like aromatherapy also. I use myself in my teaching, in my healing. It's very natural and beneficial for your health. Can you elaborate a little bit more about that, essential oils? Well, the essential oils, like you said, they are good for aromatherapy, but you do have to be careful. I've heard stories about dogs having a negative reaction to those that are diffused. There's companies out there that are talking about ingesting them. David Wolf, he practices art data. He's also an aromatherapist. And in his practice, he is sending people come in with their esophagus messed up and the lining for their stomach membrane messed up from ingesting essential oils. So the best thing to do is instead of ingesting the essential oil, get the herb. It's much safer and it's not as concentrated. The essential oils are fantastic for, like you said, for diffusing, for aromatherapy. But you do need to still use some caution with them with making sure that they're not very close to small children. You know, put it up high on the shelf, not just so they don't knock it over, but they're not directly inhaling that because it's so concentrated, like red rose essential oil. They use something like 100 rose petals to make one drop, you know? So, I mean, would you go ahead and eat a hundred rose petals? No, of course not, you know? Yes. So one thing that you can say for our listeners that they can get inspired to start to using the herbs in their life and to help themselves, what are you going to say to them about herbs? How we can inspire them to start taking them? Health is wealth. If you don't have your health, you don't have your wealth. You know, when we're not healthy, we lose so much. We lose time, we lose energy, we lose money. Tend to your health now. You know, I'm doing on Saturdays a holistic health virtual meetup. I'm majesticchero.com. Go to the events and you can go there and you can register. It's free. It's on Zoom. And we'll be talking about various topics related to holistic health. Our health is important. And especially at this point in time in our history, you know, it's a very important time to take back your own health. It's your body. You know it better than anybody else does. You know, the doctors aren't asking about what you're eating. They're not asking you about the environment you live in. And they're not asking you how stressed you are. It's not that they don't want to. It's they can't. You know, at least here in the U.S., they can't. My stepson is an emergency room doctor. So I've had conversations with him and he actually wants to get out of the medical field because his hands are so tied from doing the work that he really wishes to do. So it's like, if we want to stay healthy, 
we're going to have to do it ourselves. We're going to have to research ourselves. And now even doing research is hard because in the 2020, they changed all the algorithms. And a lot of the sites that used to come up when I was doing my research no longer come up. You know, so that makes it hard too. They're showing us what they want us to see. So I'm real glad I started doing my research when I did because I do have the resources. I know I can go to Organic Facts or to Dr. Jackers or Dr. Axe. So I know where to go to find my information. Thank you so much for your valuable information to share with our audience. Thank you to listeners to be with us again for this episode with How to Heal with Herbs. And I hope that you can review and share this uh, information with others and keep listening. I see you in the next episode. Thank you so much. Thank you for tuning into Menopause Made Easy. You can check out more episodes on Apple, Spotify, eHeart Radio and your favorite podcast apps. Check out the show notes for any website linked to this episode, including where to connect with me on social media. I appreciate you tuning in. Remember to like, subscribe and turn on your notifications so you'll be updated of each episode release. And visit me at menopausesupportacademy.com for all podcast updates as well. Appreciate you dropping by.